Welcome, everybody. It is me. It is the Cyber Warrior. This is Cyber Warrior Studios, and you know what it is. It's Security Happy Hour. So, we're going to have an amazing episode. Um, check it out if you want to jump in the stream. Go ahead. Reach reach out to me on LinkedIn or Twitter. Um, I'd love to have some people on tonight. Uh, my guest canceled on me. So, we're going to talk cybersecurity certifications. So, I'm going to be answering messages in chat. But feel free to reach out if you want to jump in, and we'll have we'll have a fun little combo. Otherwise, Take care. I'll be back here in a minute. So I'm back. That's right. It's just me today. Look, like I said, unless you want to jump in, if you want to jump in, feel free to DM me, hit me up on LinkedIn, Twitter, something like that. I have them all open. Um, but yeah, so... I want to talk about certifications tonight. That was going to be the topic anyways. So I see a lot of people getting a lot of certifications. And the the question is always, what should I get? Or what route to go or anything like that. And we've had this topic talked about a lot. Um, and so I wanted to talk about kind of the basics and the foundations because that's it tends to be what's missing. Um, and I, I think it's very important that we we discuss these. So actually, you know, I got, I always have friends, right? So, so I got a guest coming on. Don't worry, you're going to love them. Um, but it's the foundation. So I've seen a lot of people get an A+, Security+, plus, um, Net+. Plus, and too often do we disregard these? The foundational knowledge, and right, and that's that's really what it is. It's the foundations, and and funny enough, my guest that is going to come on, um, y'all love them, so y'all y'all have some fun. Um, but it's all about that. So here he is. Here's Kev Tech. Kev, I love you, homie. What's up, man? How you doing? It was like literally like five ten minutes before we I had to go on the air. I get an email for a change in calendar. I was like, "What the, what? I couldn't even get a message." Like, what uh, the- man, you know, always got your your you always you know, you know, always got your back, bro. You know that. You know that. You call me, I'm gonna show up. Yeah. So, <laughs> so hey, so about certifications because I came from help desk, IT support, and things like that, and a lot of the certifications that help there help in security. And I'm sure as you start playing with Linux basics for hackers and, and Linux and stuff like that, you'll see this. So. For anybody, what would you say as far as certifications, if any, give the best foundational knowledge for IT? So that's that's a good question. Um, I so anyone that I train that's brand new to IT, typically I let them look at the A plus. The A plus covers so much fundamental knowledge. Um, I will always tell someone go look at the A plus, read the A plus, uh, watch the OG uh, Professor Messer to get some guidance on that because he has a lot of good videos. So I will look at Professor Messer. I will look at Mike Myers. And go based on that and go from there. And actually, while reading a book, I always say lab it up. So you want to lab it up so you understand how the operating system works from inside and out. So right now, um, the new A+, if you don't know, if no one's familiar with the new A+, it covers Windows 10, uh, the operating systems, Mac and Linux, and is also covering Active Directory. They didn't have Active Directory before. Now it has Active Directory on it. So it's covering more help desk related stuff. It wasn't doing that before. 
So I'm always going to go back to A plus um, and read those fundamentals, get those fundamentals. So then when you go into sysadmin or cybersecurity, you're going to understand how those things work. Yeah, yeah. And and that's the big thing is the fundamentals. Um, real quick, I got Cyber Centurion on here um, that says no more co-hosts. No, that is not true. I have a co-host. Um, Eric has some scheduling conflicts. Me and him came to an agreement that while he's dealing with his stuff, I'll, uh, I'd find a new co-host. And last week, we introduced Geechee Threat as my co-host. She was actually on for the 100th episode. So she is my co-host. Um, she has some personal matters that are going on. Uh, she'll be back next week. Uh, so so don't worry. I have a co-host. All right. I always have somebody. Um, whether or not we have to like kind of restructure things on a week to week, it's okay. We make it happen. We don't miss a week here. All right. We keep <laughs> we keep it pushing. But yeah, those fundamentals are huge. And the A plus, so when I took it, um, well, I never took the A plus, but I studied some of the material and was kind of looking through it. And they did, they restructured it, even the certifications after so long, because it used to be like one A plus test. Then it was like two, it was like A plus hardware and I think operating systems or software or something like that. Now there's actually A plus depot, or at least last time I looked, it was like three or four different certifications. You got the primary and then you had a different specialization in there. I think it was like support depot and and something else. And it may have changed since then because that was probably... 10 years ago now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, 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 so 10, 15. It, it, it's, two, it's two exams. So you got to take software and hardware, and then you get the certification after that. So um, I always recommend um, if you have money, go for it. If you don't have money, go go read the book at least so you understand how how the fundamentals work because I don't want you spending a lot of money. The A-plus is very expensive. I'm going to tell you straight up. Like, If you don't have money for it, don't, don't, don't pay it. Like, you could actually still get a job in IT with other ways like home labs, LinkedIn profile your resume, right? It's like other things you could do besides um, wasting a lot of money, if that makes sense. So, Oh, oh, you mean like all those jobs you've helped people get over the past, I don't know, six years? <laughs> was it like 300 and some people now we got with just home labs and, and going through your videos and, and your material and in your Discord? Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that is very possible to get a job in IT without a certification, depending on what level you want. Mm-hmm. So as we move up though, and you start looking at some of the other certifications, you're right. I, I do feel like the knowledge, even without the certification, the foundational knowledge of something like an A plus is vital. And then the foundational knowledge of something like the network plus. Now, I personally have a preference to the CCNA. I think that gave me, even though it's um, Cisco, the networking knowledge that came with it was absolutely vital. Absolutely vital. Um, so either one, studying the material for either one could take you leaps and bounds in your networking knowledge. Because in security, you have to know the, the ports and the the way operating systems talk and active directory. Like there's so much that there's just layers and layers that without that basic foundational knowledge, you kind of you're you're shooting in the dark. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I and I actually agree with you. Like, I would, I, I, I think Network Plus is really good, but I would, I always look at like the, the, I guess hiring managers value CCNA over that. So CCNA is always going to be like the one that everyone values. Um, it's value everywhere you go. So I definitely will recommend CCNA. But if you know nothing about networking, you you should probably go look at the Network Plus first, and then you could pivot over to CCNA. Yeah, and to your point, even if it's just reading the material, mm-hmm. even if it's just sitting there. Looking at you know what is what are ports what is what are routing protocols and routers and switches and your OSI layers and things of that nature, 
all that information is vital um, and it'll be vital to your success going forward. And I think that's something that we we discount a lot is that foundational knowledge that comes with these certifications. So, yes, for anybody starting out. To Kevin's point, you don't have to pay for the certification if you can't afford it. Everybody knows the prices of these certifications are going through the roof at this point. Anywhere from $300, I think, for the cheapest, as far as mainstream certifications. This isn't um, the Cyber Mentor certs or, or anything like that, which are valuable. But because they're not industry recognized yet, they provide probably better knowledge. I wouldn't know. I haven't taken the course. I've seen what other people have been able to come out with from them. Um, and they're amazing. But because it's not looked for like on a resume, it's not going to get you through that ATS system. So the value is there, but having the knowledge, no matter how you get it, is what's important. That is what I think the biggest thing is. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I agree with you 100%. Like sometimes um, when I, I guess when I, when I always train someone or when I work with someone, I always give them all the free resources. I don't want you paying for anything. That doesn't make any sense. Why would you pay when you have so many free resources out there? The other problem with that is, too, is that there's too many free resources. So you don't know where to go, right? It gets crazy. So um, that's the other thing. That's the reason why I have a, I have my own website and everything because I, I it tells you, like, if you want to go to Help Desk, like me, I'm a Help Desk guy, tells you where to go from A to Z for Help Desk and IT support. But for someone that's brand new, you're just like you, you're going in a wormhole. It's like so, many, so much information out there that yeah. it's just like, man, I don't even know what to start. It's complicated. So Yeah, and, and it can be – you can end up a mile wide and, and- – half an inch deep like you don't even end up an inch deep in some of these topics before you move on to the next so yeah it is it can be it, and it's funny too because on this show at least i don't know about others um i always recommend other shows so if you're like just starting out in it or, or just starting in cybersecurity but have no background in it i always tell people go to kevtech to look at how to set up labs like that's that's my first go-to because i've seen how much knowledge you put out to the community and what you do that for someone that wants to set up their own labs in their own environment, um, that I, it's go to, Kev, it's free. It's on YouTube. Go to KevTech, look it up, watch the videos, and then you have your own lab, your own active directory lab or, or what have you right at your fingertips. You don't have to pay money for it. And, and it's all free for you. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I um, I guess I'm no advocate for myself <laughs> because I'm on your channel, but um, yeah, usually I always recommend like learn the fundamentals, do the home lab. Like, it's, I've seen people get jobs with just having a home lab on their resume. So it, it's like, I, and I have proof of that because I have a discord with people getting jobs left and right, just having a home lab with no, with no degree, no search, right? Like, you know, it's so, it's like so many. And, and I, and, and I had this, I had this, I had this argument with someone yesterday because they said you must have a degree to get a job. I'm like, it depends on the company. It depends on the job requirements, right? So I always say um, if I were to grab five people, five people right now that have a job in IT, they all will give me a different answer. I would, If I were to ask them how they got started in IT, because some one, one person would say, I have a degree. One person would say, I have a cert. One person would say, I don't have anything. I just have a home lab experience. If I have another person, I, have, I just got this job because I got a referral or a reference. So... It, you could get a job in any way, shape, or form getting into IT. It's just you just have to find your, your foot in the door. And that's that's how it is. So yeah, and, and and the same is true for cybersecurity also. As much as people don't want to admit it, yes, we have some really shitty um job descriptions out there. I've seen them for help desk, I've seen them for cybersecurity, I've seen them for system administrators. It's always have experience for like entry level. 
which makes no utterly no sense to me. But sure, okay, let's run with it. But the, but the thing is that you're right. You don't have to have a degree. You can find a company that doesn't require a degree. Um, you don't have to have certifications. You can find a company that doesn't require certifications. You don't have to have all these things. Yeah, they help. Don't get me wrong. Any education is worth it because, A, you have something that as long as you're not doing a, um, like, a mass memorization and then dumping all that information after a, t- a test, as long as you're remembering it and can carry it forward and work with it, then it has value. But if all you're doing is storing this information, taking a test and dumping it, then it doesn't matter what certification or what degree you have or what knowledge you claim to have. It's useless to me because you're not retaining it. You're just getting paper and then saying you have it. And and I think that's what's missed. And, I, and I'm going to say this because it is Veterans Day and I love my veterans as one myself. But I've seen that a lot in the military when they came out with the regulations that demanded that you have a certification to fill a certain role. I've seen a lot of people go through boot camps, horrendous boot camps, mind you. The military pays for the worst. The ones that just teach you how to pay, pass the test. They take the test, they pass it, and then they dump all the information. And so they go to their job and don't know any of the material that was on the test. So I've seen it happen. And and it's it's very frustrating. Which, by the way, happy Veterans Day to all my veterans out there. I do like to talk shit on my S6 people. Uh, and my helpless desk people, because I was help desk and I can. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but, I was gonna, I was gonna say, uh, I was gonna say that to to say to add what you, what you said, right? Like, not not better. Like veterans do that. Okay, I guess veterans do that too. But we do that too. Like just people that are civilian, we try to memorize the answers. And don't please don't do that. Please don't go for. Please, when you're taking a test like A plus or never plus, and I and I and I'm gonna talk about it right now because I never spoke about this, but. Please don't do that. Please don't go to to a, like you know how you have the pra- practice exams, right? Yeah, okay. Oh, I'm, just, say, I'm, oh. I'm just gonna memorize. No, 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 I'm saying I'm just gonna memorize the answer is C. Now I know the answer is C. I want to know why the answer is C. Don't memorize the answer that it's the letter C as the answer. You want to know why that's the answer and how you got that answer. That's how you. That's how you learn the job. That's how you learn the certification, is by actually understanding why that's the answer. Versus you saying, okay, I'm just going to click on C, I'm going to click on A, I'm going to click on B, I'm going to click on D. You're not going to learn anything if you do that. You have to understand why that's the answer, if that's important. What's important of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, and that's the big thing for me is always knowing the why. I actually got in trouble for that in school, in my military school anyways. We were going through electrical engineering, and uh, I said, there was, there was something came up, and I was like, I can't do this. And the guy looked at me and said, why? I was like, because I need to know why. And I can't remember what the topic was, but I was like, I need to know why it does this specific thing. And he goes, uh, FM. And I looked at him. I was like, huh? He goes, fucking magic. I was like, that's not an answer for me. I need to know why. Like, why does this happen? He's like, FM. I'm like, you're killing me, Smalls. (laughs) But I mean, it's useful, but not at the same time, like knowing the why for that particular topic, I knew wasn't going to matter in the long run. As long as you know the way a current flows and the way circuits work, kind of, you don't really need to know why they do this. You just need to know how they do it. And and that wasn't good enough for me. I needed to know why certain things work the way they did and nobody had an answer. And it was extremely frustrating. <laughs> no, so the, the, the thing is, too, is like um, 
when you go when you go for a job interview, the hiring manager is gonna know if you're full of crap and if you don't if you just memorize the answer for the test. So, okay, I see you have a plus on that on on, on your resume. Um, can you tell me the difference between a 64-bit operating system and a 32-bit operating? Can you tell me what a memory is? Can you tell me what a mo- motherboard is? Can you tell me what the South Bridge is, the North Bridge? Can you tell me what a CMOS battery is? Like, <laughs> they're gonna start asking you some crazy yep. questions because you have that certification. That means you should at least know something about it, right? They're gonna ask you about it, so. You can't be lying on your resume like that. It's very important. And, and William Bailey says it. And thanks for joining us, William, Carrie, Rupier, Dan, Amthron, my boy Jay, um, Big Bald Azure guy. They're all there. Um, there's a bunch of others probably. I, I know my co-host is here in spirit. She's uh, watching from LinkedIn. Um, but uh, William says, Captech IT support is right by understanding the why. Understanding the why. You can see that question 50 other ways and still understand the correct answer. And that's the important part because anybody who has ever taken a certification, especially the higher the level you go, um, understands that they will ask you things in the most obscure, illogical way. But if you understand why an answer is the answer, if you understand the concept behind it, then it doesn't matter how they ask you the, the question. You're going to get the right answer. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know the why, then you're just guessing. That's <laughs> all exactly. you're doing. Yeah, pretty much. Like I and I tell people not to do that. Like you have to you have to figure out the answer. And that, that's like goes back to the resume. Like if you have something on the resume, you better be prepared to defend it. So if you know if you have something that like Active Directory, Office 365, or you have something that you put for penetration testing or something like that. You better be prepared to defend your, your resume, man. They're going to ask you those crazy questions. So it does happen. Yep. And, and what blows my mind, too, is the ones that will put, like, practical um, exams. But, like, I don't know. Maybe they know somebody. Like, I know as much as I can't stand offensive security anymore because of the price gouging they've been doing lately um, and the way they've been doing business. I think the cert still has some validity to it and what the, the material teaches you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so – looking at it and, and, and knowing what's on it um, and, and how it works. When people take that, if you don't understand, if you don't take the time to understand the material and exactly what's being done, but when you go to a company to actually do a pen test, especially if you're like fresh out of your OSCP and you're like, this material should be stuck in your brain. But for some reason, I don't know, you had someone give you all the answers. I know because people used to ask me questions all the time on Discord. And, and all this other stuff to where you didn't learn anything. You just got answers from somebody else. Um, then you're going to go to answer questions for a pen testing job and not have any answers. You're going to go try to answer questions or, or actually do a pen test. I don't know. Maybe someone liked you. They hired you. And you go to do a pen test. Now you don't know how to use the different switches on Nmap. Or you don't know how to run an SSH tunnel. Or you don't know how to do these different things that are all part of a basic pen testing course. And And... That's a huge issue when you go work for a firm as a pen tester. When you're like, I don't know how to use Nmap, uh, <laughs> homie. <laughs> <laughs> what? Just <laughs> yeah. one, those fundamentals, man, and just learning the certification, learning what, how it's done, why you're using it, what's, what's going on with it. So those things are so important when you're, when you're doing any of these things. And I always, I always tell people that that's why, I like, I like home labs. Like, I always preach the home lab things because. Um, like I always say, one 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 thing is is watching a video, and another thing is actually doing it, which is why I always talk about home labs because not everyone learns by watching a video. You should always um, w- 
create something on your own and have a portfolio, have something project work, right? You could add that to your skills on the resume on your LinkedIn profile. So it's extremely important that you actually learn how to do these things. Yeah, and they always and, and you'll a lot of times you'll get questions asked about like if you say you know Linux, let's just say, or I don't know some other uh, other topic. Maybe it's obscure. Who knows? Maybe it's a scripting language. I don't know. But if you say you know these things and it's on your profile, uh, whether it's on LinkedIn or your resume or something like that, and you get asked questions about it and can't answer it. And one of two things, either you're lying to me or you do really bad at interviews, at which point, at least we have something to work on. At least we have something that we can we can work through. Um, and, and something like doing bad at interviews comes through in an interview. You can see when people are struggling in the interview and when they're struggling because they don't actually know the information. There's a big difference. And you can just see it in the personality um, and the way people speak. So I think that's very valid. And I think that you know, to the point of what you were saying, certifications aren't the end all be all. There's there's numerous ways to get into it, to the industry, whether it be IT or cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. To be who you know, maybe you've been building labs, or maybe you were in the military and done a bunch of things, and people just know who you are, and, and so you can actually get through and and get a job. Maybe you have a degree, and so you got it. You know, the interview and, and the the job off off of the degree. Maybe you have a certification. Maybe you have both. Maybe you have labs. Like, there's so many different ways. Certifications are not the end all be all. And I know we like to think they are. Um, we like was... to think, oh, if we get a certification, it's just going to happen. I'll be the first one to tell you, I had at one point a slew of letters after my name that weren't expired. Um, and it doesn't help get the interview all the time. Now, I was gonna say that that um that it's so hard to like when we talk about IT like people say it's so hard to break into IT and break into cybersecurity and um when you look at we talk about um I'll give you that real example right um David Meese you know David Meese yeah good you talk about David I- Meese right he he worked in support and he pivoted over to cybersecurity but it took him a couple of years but he did it right so I look at him as motivation because like I feel like someone that had like did support like me, like senior support like me. And he went over into sock analyst, right? Like I feel like, and he didn't, he, he's an older gentleman. Like I feel like you should, you could do anything in, in life. If you believe in yourself and you have the right mindset, that's just my personal belief. Like if you, if you're willing to put in the work and you're willing to take those extra hours, instead of, instead of playing video games all day, right. You know, and, or watching Netflix, right. You take the time to actually hone on your skills and learn the right skills. I feel like anyone could get a job in IT if, if you just have, you just learn the skills and have the right mindset. So yeah, and, and I think that's huge, and I think that's something that we don't. How do I put this? Everybody, I, I'm not going to say everybody. A lot of people want to hand out. A lot of people want to sit there and be like, "Oh, I did this for five years. I should just get this job." It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Or you know. Um, I want to be in cybersecurity, so I'm going to go sit here and get this degree. I should be able to get any job I want. I don't care how bad the industry is hurting for people. Don't work that way. You always have to be able to put in the work and put in the effort. So as an example, I went through. I started learning Linux back when I was early college, maybe late high school. So we're talking early 2000s is when I started getting into Linux. And then I pivoted into cybersecurity. Now, by this time, I was already help desk. I was already IT support, done networking and things like that because that was my job in the Air Force. 
So that's what I had learned and that's what I was doing. But I wanted to do security. So I started learning wireless hacking and started learning all these different aspects, NMAP and, and being quiet. And, you know, back in the days of, you know, backtrack Linux and not Kali, you know, when it wasn't a rolling distro. Like I started learning all these different things and how the operating system worked because I had never played with Linux before other than when I first started. And so I knew Windows and I knew password cracking. Like that was one of the first security things I think I ever did. I always say it was wireless hacking, but the more I think about it, it was probably cracking passwords because it was just so easy to do on the older Windows boxes. And so I kind of like did that. And then even after I got married and started having kids and my job wasn't even cybersecurity yet, I still took time while the kids were asleep um, or even maybe right before they went to bed. And I started learning more and more an hour, two hours every night. I knew where I wanted my career tra- trajectory to go. And so I put in the work. So then when I went and took my SANS courses for the army, um, it was easy. I, I, you've, been, it, you've been doing it for so many years on your own that when you go there, the material, you're just looking at it going, I know this. Like you'll have questions because the people there are, I ain't gonna lie, the instructors were a hell of a lot smarter than I was. Mm-hmm. But you go there and you're like, okay, so I'm gonna ask questions that probably don't have nothing to do with the material, but I know they're gonna know the answer for it because it's something that I wanna know. And it made that so much easier. Whereas a lot of people that start going for these certifications, no matter what it is, it could be SANS, it could be OSCP, it could be the Cyber Mentor, it could be Security Plus, whatever the case is. They start going for it, but because they've never done the research, they've never put in the wake work to actually learn it, to actually sit down and check everything and and understand operating systems and the way all this stuff interconnects and works and talks, they go in blind. So they go to a boot camp or a college, and it's that much harder to get through because that fire hose of information overwhelms them. And that's the thing. Everyone wants to go to a boot camp. Like, oh, I'm going to go to a boot camp. They work for me because that's my learning style, and I've been doing it so long that that's the only way I can. Learn. You put me in a college, I'm going to get bored. I know. I drank my way through college. Like, I know these things, but a boot camp forces me to pay attention, and I absorb the information, but everybody learns differently. So if certifications aren't your thing, that's fine. Don't get a certification. Do labs like Kev said. Stand up a lab. Stand up a security onion or some other free um, sock tool and then stand up a Linux box like a Kali or a ParrotSec or a Black Arch or any of the other numerous ones that are out there now. Or hell, even stand up Ubuntu and put your own security tools on it and start breaking into things and looking at the logs and seeing what generates and seeing how all this stuff flows and triggers and what's going to happen. Because then when the time comes... Screw people with certifications. You're going in there with the actual hands-on knowledge. Mm-hmm. You've mm-hmm. actually done it. You've seen it. So when somebody asks you a question, you can answer it. And honestly, those are some of the best people because they've been was, doing it. I was gonna. I was gonna say. Um, um, I made a. I made a really popular post on LinkedIn. I'm always on. You know, I'm always on LinkedIn. So I made a post on LinkedIn, and that post got so many likes because. I, I shared my story, my success story, right, for uh, an MSP company. So I worked for, I, I got a job working for an MSP company, and I doubled my salary, and I worked for an MSP company, right? And the story behind that was I, I didn't get the job because I didn't have, I got the, I have A plus at the time, I had A plus, but I didn't get the job because of A plus. I got the job because of my home lab experience, 
that's how I got that job. And I talked about it. I made a whole LinkedIn post about it. And that, that post got so many likes because the reason why I got so many likes is because I, I, I said I said in the post that I learned the skills that I needed to know to do the job. So one thing is having the skills and one thing is not one thing's going into a job, right? And you're learning from scratch, right? I actually took the skills and learned the skills that were required for me in the job requirements. Cause what happened to me was when I when I went to my second job, right? My second job, I couldn't find a job in IT. I, I applied, I applied, I applied, I applied. I couldn't get a job. I, I just couldn't get a job. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I see, I see the post. Like, uh, I'm like, okay. Um, what, 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 why is it not, why am I not getting hired? Right. Like, no one wanted to hire me. This was a long time ago. Right. And I took a step back. I looked at my resume. I'm like, oh, there's something wrong with my resume. This, this is not tech related. I have to fix my resume. So I took a step back. Then what happened was I went and I did a home lab. I set up an Active Directory using Server 2012 R2 at the time. I learned the skills. I learned Active Directory. I installed Active Directory. I created user accounts. I did password reset account creation, set up share folders, set up organization unit, all use and everything. I did all that. I added all those skills to my resume. And then what, that's what got me the job. So when I added those skills to my resume and I went for a job interview and I actually spoke about those things on the job interview, it's like, we want this guy. He knows how to do the work. He knows how to create user accounts. He knows how to how to give someone access to a folder. He knows how to add someone to a security group or a distribution group. That's what got me the job. It was the skills that I needed. The, the on-demand skills is what got me the job. So I always tell people don't 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 sleep on home labs because they do help you get a job in IT. I was able to land the job. So just wanted to say that. Well, and you're not wrong. And so one of my mentors, Keaton Evans. Um, I went through InfoSec Institute, went through um, my CEH course with him. Another boot camp. Uh, it was actually two certifications. Uh, my certified pen tester from IACRB, which isn't really recognized from a lot of places. I don't see it on um, job descriptions. Um, but then also my CEH VA. What I loved about it was, yes, he taught you the concepts. And he would get some of like the basic tests. Like, okay, this is going to be on the test. We're going to go over it real quick. And so we'd go over it real quick, that concept or, or whatever. And then he'd be like, now I'm going to teach you how to really do the job. And then he would teach you, like, add on to everything being taught. And so the way he taught things is kind of what I looked at. Because the CEH, the OSCP, all the pen testing knowledge you ever get from just about any certification, any, any learning you do. When they teach something, say, like, NMAP. A... They teach it wrong. Not wrong in this in, in the sense of you're not using it correctly for a pen test, but wrong in the sense of they're teaching you how to use it, where if you use it, you're going to get caught. Like if you're actually trying to be sneaky about something, you're going to get caught um, because it's very loud because they teach it in such a way that you use all ports and they don't teach timing. And so they don't understand how to slow things down and how to break things up. And, and so I look at that and I'm like, okay, so he taught us. He goes, all right, this is, you know, how you adjust your timing intervals, how you, what the difference is between a full TCP connect scan, a SIN scan, a Christmas tree scan, and all these other different ones. Which, by the way, for anybody on LinkedIn um, that's, or goes on LinkedIn, it saw the gentleman about a post that was all pissy about the fact that they were probably going to come after him for doing an NMAP scan on his network and he found vulnerabilities or on somebody's network. Understand this. If you're doing a full TCP connect scan using Nmap, that is technically illegal if you don't have authorization because you're actually making a full connection to that network. You are not cutting it off at the source. 
So by legalities, yes, you're wrong. Um, just want to throw that out there for anybody who's wondering. Um, you're not technically allowed to do that. Now, if you want to do a sin scan, we're not going to get into all the ethics and the, and the legalities of it. But by law, a full TCP, full connect scan is illegal if you don't have authorization. So just going to throw that one out there. Um, but yeah, so you learn all this. And like if he would have gone through a class like that or understood the different scan types, maybe he does and he just didn't care. Um, those are, there's reasons why they differ and they do different things. And so you, you have to understand that. Um, all right. So I know you put it in chat, Kev, but Mm -hmm. let me ask this on here. So if you do your own home lab and your own hands-on, how do you give POC that you know what you know? POC in an application and in an interview. So you have an answer here, but let's go ahead and. Yeah, like like for me, I ha- I have a resume template for someone brand new for IT support, and I have a resume template for server 20, 2019, 2016. Like actually, the resume itself, it has like home lab or it has like work workstation or server or whatever, and I have those skills on the resume with keywords. But if you're asking for more of a security, like a cybersecurity resume. I'm always going to recommend Simply Cyber because Simply Cyber has a resume just for cybersecurity stuff. He has different types of resume templates for cybersecurity, and it's absolutely free. If you go to his website, he has different resumes for security. So, yeah. Um, so, so uh, mm-hmm. I had this question from William Bailey, but security scorecard is legal and ethical with their drive-by scanning. Uh, again. If you're doing a full TCP connect scan, it's not technically legal. But the flip side to that is, because I do know companies that do it. I mean, we see it all the time. These companies aren't actually going to this organization as themselves saying, hey, I found these vulnerabilities. And that is what this gentleman tried to do. And so, yes, as a security researcher, if there's like a bug bounty program or something like that, you can do these things um, because they sign off on certain waivers and things that you're allowed and not allowed to do. Um, and there's, there's always an ROE, there's rules of engagement, there's scope, there's, there's all this stuff when you're going in blind and you're not following any of that information. Yes, they can technically prosecute you if you have done things illegally, which is technically connecting, doing a full connection to a network to find information by law, I'm not saying it's right, not saying it's wrong, not saying it's ethical or unethical, simply stating the facts that a full connection is connecting to a computer, getting information and doing whatever you will. So, right or wrong, it is what it is. Those be the rules. I can't, I don't make the <laughs> rules. I just know the rules. <laughs> um, you gotta yeah. be careful, man. Be careful. It is. Things. And security is a tricky beast, man. I, I mean, we've seen companies like Uber and things like that try to screw people over. We've seen other organizations. You can look at um, the Wall Street Journal who screwed over, why well, uh, he kind of burned his own, his, himself, but um, the Robin Hood hacker, um, I can't remember who he was. Uh, I always forget his actual name, but, you know, he did things like uh, he would find, he got bored. He, he was very good at computers, very good at security, um, got bored, found vulnerabilities, went through a third party, said, hey, I found this. I can come in and tell you how to fix it or I'll leave it alone. And so uh, a few companies had him fix it. Wall Street Journal at that time was not happy. 
I think it was the Wall Street Journal. It might have been someone else, but it was not a news. It was a news. Yeah, you you got to be careful, man, because you got to be careful. Was I? That happened to me. So I actually I went. I was on a podcast earlier today. Um, they were asking me about like what what's something that you did for what 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 did you do for someone one time because they they got hacked or something like that, right? So in my job, and I work I work in hedge funds. Hedge funds is, is very complicated, right? They're, so they're somebody beat. somebody somebody uh, um, got hacked. So the admin the admin assistant she. She literally got an email from the CEO. She she thought it was the CEO because you know sometimes you have these fake emails or, or fake text messages like oh the CEO I need you to go buy me three three gift cards on 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 what and write it or some nonsense right or CVS right so she got an email saying um, go do this favor for me or, or click on this link and she clicked on the link and her computer got hacked so then she she uh, she couldn't do anything because the reason why she couldn't do anything was because I got an alert on my end. Through through um through our application tool that we use, so I had to disable her account. I locked out of her account. I changed the password. I disabled her account, and I and I disabled that PC from the old from Active Directory, and she couldn't log in or do anything because she's like she's like why can't I log in or do that? I got fired. I'm like you didn't get fired. I have to try to remedy the situation. I have to try to fix this com- computer because it got hacked. So I can't really do much for you. So now. I had to disable everything and I reached out to her. It was a whole, it was a, it was a mess. It was, it was terrible. It was, a, it was crazy. And then I, I, um, I enabled her account after I gave her another computer, but then this other computer, we couldn't use it anymore. So it, it was crazy. And the hedge yeah, funds, you know, you know, it gets crazy. Away. Yeah. 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 It's time to go away. Like anytime you're dealing with like malware and stuff like that, it gets tricky because a lot of people's first reaction, especially within an organization is to immediately unplug the networking cord or turn it off. One of the two. Both of those, if you have the resiliency to withstand it, both of those are wrong. You should technically leave it on, kind of isolate it, just allow it to get out to the internet, but not actually reach the rest of your network. Um, isolate as much as possible, allow them to talk to the internet, because then it allows you to get a lot of information from the memory, allows you to see the networking traffic and exactly what's going on, so that if possible, if, if you can press charges, because maybe it does actually take place in the U.S., there's so many um, incident handling and incident response things that you need to do. Um, but yeah, the first thing a lot of people want to do is just turn shit off. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, oh, it was, you're gone. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, she, she's like, did I get fired? I'm like, you didn't get fired. I just disabled your account. You can't log in right now because I don't want anyone messing with that computer. Uh, who knows what they? Who knows what they're doing with your with your information? So I, I have to I have to you know get rid of your your account. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. That kind of got me in trouble one time. Not the computer thing. Um, it was actually for a company I was working for. Um, I got tired. So I, I, I was going through a lot of the time. And I went to work one day and my badge didn't work to get me in. And it just happened to be one of those places where if your badge don't work, you can't technically get in. So I uh, I called my boss. I said, hey, it's not working. He said, all right, go home. All right, bet. So I go home. They were having an issue, issue with the badge reader or something was going on with their system. Came back the next day. Same thing. I didn't even tell him. I just went home. Next day, I woke up late. Decided, you know what? I'm just going to work. Really didn't like working there, but whatever. So I go. Here, this day, my badge happened to work. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, shit. Eh, I wasn't there much longer. <laughs> but it's one of those things where I was just like, I got so tired because it was one of those people that had a certification and thought he was better than everybody. Hmm. 
And on top of that, he was a Marine. So then he really thought he was better than me because I was Air Force at the time. So <laughs> just compounding issues, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of conflicts. Yeah. Um, so whenever I couldn't get in the work, I was just like, yeah, all right, works for me. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> you should really call in and check up every day to see what's going on. Yeah, he made me so mad I quit doing that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so it's just one of those things. But issues happen, and if you don't catch them, if you don't pay attention to them, things break down, and 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 it and it can happen really easily, um, especially with these badges. We saw what happened with Facebook, um, where their BG somebody screwed up the routing protocol for BGP, and mm-hmm. they couldn't get into their their data center. Their whole shit was down. For a really long time, <laughs> considering how big they are, um, but it's because somebody screwed up a routing protocol. Mm-hmm. That's, that's legitimately what it was. So it's just funny because it ran their all their card readers and everything. So nobody and nobody had a key, so they couldn't get into the data center to fix the network. I always find stuff like that comical. But you mm-hmm. know what fixes that? Foundational knowledge from some of these certifications. Bring uh, <laughs> it full circle. Uh, yeah, having that knowledge of what can go wrong? You only a lot of times get that from the foundational stuff. Mm-hmm. And people want to skip that stuff. They always want to skip that stuff. I'm not telling you to get the damn certification. Get the knowledge. Big difference. Yeah, I always I always tell people like like um and I and I had this conversation again. Like I, I was in another podcast earlier and I talk about it like um everyone wants to go up here, but don't want to go down here, like the foundational knowledge, right? Like when you go when you go and I'm going to stay factory right now, when you go and build a house, you got to have a solid foundation. Otherwise the house is going to fall apart. That's the same thing with it. You want to make sure you have fundamentals. You want to go here because the house is going to fall apart if you don't have strong fun- fundamentals. Right? So I always argue about that because people over here want, want to know how to, how to hack this, how to do this, how to do that, but they don't know fundamental knowledge. And, and when I ask them simple questions about windows 10 or active directory or just basic questions, they don't, and they don't know how to answer that. It's no bueno because you should know how that works. It's extremely important. So. Yeah, for sure, and that's and that's huge. Um, and I and I do. I think we forget that. And what what I think one of the problems is though is so many people come from other career fields where they're used to making. Some of them come from making eighty, ninety, hundred, hundred twenty, hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, but they no longer enjoy their career, so they're trying to make this shift. And Unfortunately, if you have not done, to your point, labs or anything to show experience or show knowledge, you're going to have to start from the bottom, which means Mm -hmm. more than likely you're going to take a pay cut, sometimes a huge pay cut. And so, especially if you don't know how to translate the things that you were doing, if you don't know how to translate the soft skills and the managerial skills or, or whatever the case may be into that next role you want, then you better have the foundational skills. And, and that's because a lot of careers can translate between each other. But there comes a point where there's only so much you can translate. There's only so much that can transfer before now you actually have to have the knowledge of that field. So you can't take a huge jump. You can't go from one career field into, oh, I'm going to be a security engineer. Mm. That's debatable. Mm. <laughs> but... Now, if you go from one manager to another, that's actually possible. If you were in management or a director level and want to go to security or IT in those same positions, it's not necessarily impossible because 
as long as you have that foundational knowledge and can prove it, you can land those roles, which you just have to be able to prove you have that knowledge. So the certification isn't always necessary. So that's why I despise like when people put so much weight behind degrees and certifications, they help. Don't get me wrong. And they're very, very essential if you're going to retain the knowledge behind them. But it's not the certification that's important or the degree. It's the knowledge that is supposed to come with it. And that's the important part. And, and I was going to say that that and like me, me and Derek, we're not trying to be gatekeepers. So people think we're, we're gatekeepers when you say, that, you know, like because the thing is, is that people get mad at me when I'm like, oh, yeah, um, when you're brand new to IT, people want to make six figures. Right. In IT, it doesn't work that way. You got to get experience first and then you could go and hit six figures unless you know someone or unless you're a CEO or whatever of IT, then that, that makes sense. But, you know, I don't, I, I'm not trying to be a gatekeeper. I'm just saying that you got to start somewhere first. Right. And then you build your experience. Yep. It's, it's, it's very important. Yeah. And, and, and the sad part is I could probably go back to IT right now and wouldn't make six figures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's been too long. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been years since I fixed the Well, fixed anything but my own computers. So like, yeah. I mean, it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility. But again, it also comes down to, like you said, like how how you show up on a resume, what you can translate, and so the certifications come with a body of knowledge. If you go through that body of knowledge and can translate that on a resume, then uh, depending on the company, just send the security the hiring manager your resume after you develop a report. Mm-hmm. Then, like. Kev said, comes down to who you know, because you don't have to go through their ATS system at that point. Mm-hmm. You just have to send it to them. That's and then you at least true. get an interview. You may not get the job, but you at least got the interview, which was more than you were getting trying to fight through an ATS system. And so don't ever, don't put your all your eggs in one basket. Like certifications, yes. Degrees, go for it. If you can afford it. We all know how expensive college is right now. But make friends. Build a network. Build a community. Join Kevin's Discord. Join my Discord. Join Raices's Discord with Eric Villardo. Uh, join Hacker Valley Media's Discord. There's a huge set of communities out there. Uh, Republic of Hackers. Like, just join them. And, and you can get the knowledge. Or you can get a path and, and a way forward. And, and that is what's vital. So when people want to talk certifications, which funny enough, the person that rescheduled this one, I'm going to have to change this topic because he wanted to talk about certifications again. I'm going to have to change that. We'll, we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, but when when people talk about, you know, what to do or, or how to go, there's so many ways to skin a cat that it's there's no one right answer. Find the job you like, like something that you're really interested in, and then go from there. But until you know what you want to do, learn, keep researching, keep keep growing as a, a professional and as a person, and then find your path, find what you really want to do. And remember what I remember what I said in my in the other the other your other video that you you, you had a you had a, a carry in um, was I said that nobody knows what you know nobody knows what you need unless you speak up. You have to speak up. If you we you got you can't keep your mouth shut. We don't know what you need. If you gotta say something, if you need something, say something. So we, we don't we don't know what you need. You gotta talk. You gotta speak up. 
You got to put yourself out there on LinkedIn, social media, whatever it takes, put yourself out there. And that will definitely make you stand out. It's very important that you do that. So. Yeah, for sure. And, and that's, and that's huge, right? Like people, it's funny because I'll go months, weeks, months, years without hearing from any, from, from certain people. And then all of a sudden I hear from them when, Oh, I need a job or I need this, that, or the third. Well, where have you been building your network and showing your belonging to the community since then? Like, why am I only now seeing this or only now seeing you? Um, and I think that's very important. If you're not engaging um, with the community, if you're not engaging with people, then when the time comes, if nobody knows who you are, they're going to be less likely to lend that helping hand. Um Solely because they don't know you, they 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 don't know what you need or what you know, so it makes it a lot harder to put themselves out on the limb and put their name on something that might not work out for them, that may burn them, and they don't they don't nobody wants to be burned in this career because this career field is very small, and it it, it is too. There's a lot of people in it that I know. There's a lot of people in it that Kevtech knows. There's a lot of people that were helping to get jobs. And if you're not willing to put in the work or if you're just showing up when you need something instead of giving back to the community as well, then all you're doing is looking for handouts. You're not actually giving back. You're not doing anything to help. You're only looking for help at all times. And so that makes it very difficult for anybody to really support you in whatever you're trying to do. I I agree a hundred percent. You gotta you gotta put your name out there. Um, you have to build a reputation for yourself because nobody knows who you are. So if like I said, if you're on LinkedIn, engage with people, talk, maybe send them free resources. Maybe if you see someone needs help with A plus, send them Professor Messer. Like you know, just just engage, talk to people. Don't be afraid to talk to people. Reach out to people. No one's gonna bite you. <laughs> you ask for help, man. Do better than I do because I go through stints. I'll get to a point where I see like. Oh, there were 10,000 people that have viewed your post, and now I'm down to, I think, like 1,000, maybe 800. But it's been a rough few weeks for me. I've been posting a lot. So, <laughs> been a little strenuous. Um, <laughs> so, it's going to take time to build that back up, but we'll get there. It'll happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you have to because I could put out a post right now and I don't have my numbers up, but I guarantee you it might reach like 500 people, maybe. But then you put out another post and another post it keeps going and it gets bigger and your network is bigger and more people see you, and more people know you. And as long as you stay consistent with it, you can look at Kevtech or Mike Miller or um, Jax or Jax. Merrill Vernon or Merrill, Mary Galloway yeah. or yep. any of these people that everybody knows because they are consistently front and center in the community helping people out. And putting it on blast, the things that they're doing and how they're giving back. I just suck at social networking because I get tired of posting all the time. And I don't like to make a living on social networks anymore. It's very time consuming. (laughs) (laughs) I got a family I got to think about. A full-time job. Makes it very difficult. But, but yeah, you got to look at these things. And so putting yourself out there, even if it's like one or two posts a day, if you're consistent with it, it'll grow. More people will see it. But then, at the same time, comment and interact with others. If you see someone 
looking for a Security Plus certification or an A-plus certification and looking for inf information, like KevSec said, Professor Messer videos or anybody along those lines, any material you've gained, a book from Barnes & Noble, share a link on their comments. Hey, this book helped me out. It was amazing. Do it. It's still engagement. It's still putting your name out there that you're helping people and helping the community. And that's what's important because we need to come together as a community if we're going to succeed. And if you're not part of it, then you're part of the problem a lot of the time. And that's what we don't need. Everybody needs to be part of this community. I was gonna I was gonna say for anyone watching today, and I'm I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a, a free gem right now since you're watching right now today. And anyone that can watch it on replay is a free gem for you as well. And I'm gonna put it in our in my chat in, in the chat here. Um and see if it works. Hopefully, uh, I send the URL. I'm not sure if you see it in chat, um, Derek. I'm not sure if it shows up in chat for the community. Uh, it will eventually, probably. So right now, I have a LinkedIn user that says "Hi, Kevin," but apparently, it's just. I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in chat. So, and I'll, I'll send it to you privately. But okay, this 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 website this website that I just put up in, that I gave I gave to Derek. This website has Ian Neal. Ian Neal does Security Plus training for free, but he also gives out the Security Plus for free every month. So if you're subscribed to him, uh, the subscription you you get put you get put as a raffle draw for the voucher. You win the voucher for Security Plus. You don't got to pay anything. You'll get it for free. So I'm giving you a gem right now. So if you go and follow that URL, that website, that website is going to help you get a Security Plus voucher, or like you be added as a raffle. So there we go. Yeah, Ian Neal's amazing. I've been seeing his post. He yeah. does amazing things. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't discount what he's been doing. Um, but there's a lot of great people in this community. There's a lot of great people doing great things, and it's IT and cybersecurity, and and I think that's something that needs to be recognized, and we don't do it often enough. Um, I seen something recently about the the pay to play, like even awards, mm -hmm. and and that always bothers me. Always. Why should an organization have to pay for an award at that point or a nomination or whatever at that point, then nobody who's actually doing things for free for the community. Usually they can't afford to pay for any of these recognitions or any of these awards. Mm -hmm. It's only companies. It's like Gartner, right? You're, you're paying Gartner to put you on the magic's quadrant. Like, you may be a great organization, but don't show me Gardner because I really don't care about them. I, I don't. I don't care about where you fall on Gardner because I know it takes money. I don't care about what awards you have if you have to pay money to be nominated. Things like the Difference Maker Awards from Sands that, that Hacker Valley Media and, and Sands are doing right now and Exonius. Yeah, those matter because they're all no no one has to pay. Actually, Sands is flying people down to to you know get their awards and, and allowing them to go to the conference. So that matters because that's community. That's people that actually see you. Shit you pay for, that's just marketing. Mm -hmm. it, it's paid marketing is all it is. I don't care about those awards. Um, and I think a lot of people are coming around to that. They're coming around to the fact that so much of this is just money. The only way you'll ever succeed is if you have the thousands and tens of thousands and millions of dollars to you know, dump into awards and recognition and training and, and all this other stuff. When there's so many free resources out there, I don't, you don't need to pay for it. Get it for free. Yeah. 
Definitely. Like, learn from Cavtech. Get it for free. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to know what more to say in terms of training. Like, security plus uh, training. Ian Neal, get it for free. I, I like Ian Neal, man. I love, I had him on my channel too. I love I love Ian Neal. He's a nice, he's a nice guy. Um, uh, he, I, ha- I have his phone number too. <laughs> I have him on speed dial. But um, yeah, love, love his, love his stuff. Definitely recommend looking at his, at his security plus training. Yeah, like there's so much information you can get. That as much as bad information is out there for certain topics. I think in cybersecurity and IT, we have so much good information out there, so much valid and so much things we can learn from that we don't give it enough credit. Now, me personally, I need to learn in the classroom. Like I said, give me a boot camp any day of the week. I will take that fire hydrant, that, that fire hose of information, absorb it all, and keep on moving and apply it going forward. But not a lot of people are like that. So they need to take the time to read and research and figure it out and learn and grow. Cool. It's out there for you for free. You don't you don't need to pay for it. It's there at your fingertips. Just build a lab and actually apply it. And you might take yourself somewhere. You might take your career somewhere that you didn't expect. Just make sure you put it on your resume that you actually did those things. Mm-hmm. And and that'll take you far. So but hey, Kev, before we go, any last words about cybersecurity certifications or helping people or whatever information you've got? Me, I'm always going to go back to what I say to my students. Don't give up. Keep applying for jobs. Um, the most important thing you can take here is I come from a non-traditional background. So I just come from a restaurant background. If if I had come from a restaurant background, being 12 years in restaurant and transferring over to IT, I think I think you guys could do it. I feel like anyone could do it. You just got to have the right mindset. You got to believe in yourself and just go for it. Because don't be afraid to reach out to people and don't be afraid to ask for help and don't be afraid to show, socialize and build that home lab. And that's it for me. Yeah, definitely, man. And and I completely agree that the socialization is, is, is vitally needed, especially with where we're at on the internet today. You don't necessarily have to be in person. Yes, I think it's important to get meet in person. I really, truly do. There, nothing beats that that human to human interaction, um, but you don't necessarily have to do that. If you're interacting online and meeting people in the community online, that's perfectly fine and can work out great for you. I know it's helped me get jobs. I, I, I don't know what else to tell you about that, but don't be afraid to meet people. Otherwise, look, this is I love certifications. I like I said, I've had the alphabet after my name, um, but I don't preach them because I think you can get the information for free. I don't think you need the certifications to get a job. I think you just need the knowledge and know how to network. But otherwise, look, it's been an amazing episode. Thank you, Kev, for coming on last minute. Yeah, man. I love you. Community. You're my boy. <laughs> You're my boy, Blue. Uh, <laughs> you can get any of my amazing merchandise or find ways to support the channel down in the description below. I will be switching over to YouTube description of Match Cap Tech IT support. So don't check it right now. It's the guest that rescheduled. Um, so we'll catch him later. But Cap Tech's information will be down below. Oh. Although his Discord server is down below. So if you go to like the bottom of the description, I do have his Discord server there that you can join. So please go ahead, check that out. Otherwise, it's been an amazing episode. Make sure you're here next week. We have another amazing guest planned because y'all know I don't take a week off. That shit just doesn't work for me. Not a lot to take a week off. But I love you all. Take care. Have a great weekend. And again, to all my veterans out there, happy Veterans Day. I support you. I was there with you. So take care. And I'll see you all next week.